0: Portions of the day's programming are reproduced by means of electrical transcriptions or tape recordings. Hello, friends and business associates. Welcome to the weekend. Friday, February 28th, 2020. This is Locked on ACC. I'm your host. I'm Brian Lomer. I'm from FB Schedules and College Hoops Digest, as you've probably come to know. And we've reached the end of month number one of this program. Yes, we debuted at the beginning of February. We are at the end of February. We're one month in. What do you like so far? What do you not like? What do you want more of? What do you want less of? Let us know. Tweet us at LockedOnACC. Email us LockedOnACC at gmail.com. We would love your thoughts after the first month or so of this program. Also, you can follow me on Twitter if you want to just follow everything I say, whether it's ACC related or not. I'm at SportsMatters on Twitter. I'd love to interact with all of you. Some baseball to get to today in segment one. Some softball to get to. And the return of everybody's favorite segment, the hashtag GoACC segment. We've got some doozies for you today. Let's go ahead and get started. Talk about baseball going on today. Finals in the ACC thus far and some games still in play. Number 13, NC State beats Iowa 10-6. At a game from the ACC Big Ten Challenge in Minneapolis. Pitt beats Lehigh 15-4 in the Orlando area. Virginia Tech 9, Bryant 4, bottom 8. Number 3 Louisville knocks off Western Michigan 4-2. Notre Dame leads Presbyterian 7-4, bottom 7. That's just down the road from the studios here in Clinton, South Carolina, actually. Virginia 11, Dartmouth nothing, top 6 up in Charlottesville. North Carolina A&T leads Boston College, that up in Greensboro, 2-1, top 8. Number 14, Duke over Purdue, 1-0, bottom 3, that in Minneapolis as well. Wake Forest leads LaSalle, 2-0, bottom 2, that up in Winston-Salem. Georgia Tech, Georgia today, numbers 17-4 and in the nation. That game going on down at Foley Field, 5-30 for Central Connecticut and Pittsburgh, Again, in the Orlando area, 6 o'clock. Number nine, Florida State hosts Florida Atlantic in Tallahassee. Number seven, Miami, home for Towson at 7 o'clock. Clemson, South Carolina, in the first of three games involving the Palmetto State rivals, that tonight, 7 o'clock. And then at eight, North Carolina and Minnesota, your games for today. ACC teams in the top 25 before we get on to the remainder of the schedule over the weekend. And there's quite a bit. Georgia Tech, number 17. Duke, 14. NC State, 13. Florida State, 9. Miami, 7. Louisville, 3. Ahead of Louisville, numbers 1 and 2. Florida and Vanderbilt. As far as the schedule for the remainder of the weekend, plenty tomorrow and Sunday, Starting tomorrow at noon, NC State Purdue from Minneapolis. 1 o'clock for Dartmouth, Virginia. That on the ACC Network Extra. If you want to stream that, it will be available online. Boston College Fairfield, 1 o'clock in Greensboro. Western Michigan Louisville, 1 o'clock in Louisville. That also on the ACC Network Extra. 2 o'clock on the ACC Network Extra for Georgia Georgia Tech. FAU Florida State on ACC Network Extra. 2 o'clock, Brown and Wake. Also at 2, Notre Dame and PC continue their pleasantries. 2 o'clock down in Clinton. Pitt-Lehigh, 3 o'clock in Sanford, Florida. Like I said, Orlando adjacent. Tomorrow in Columbia for the South Carolina Clemson series continuation. That a 3 o'clock first pitch over ACC Network Extra. Bryant-Virginia Tech, 4 o'clock in Blacksburg, also streaming. North Carolina-Iowa, 4 o'clock for the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Texas Tech-Florida State, 6 o'clock, streaming online if you want to watch that. Brown-Wake Forest, 6 o'clock tomorrow. Towson-Miami, 7 o'clock, also streaming, and 8 o'clock for Duke and Minnesota. Sunday for baseball action. North Carolina-Purdue, an 11 a.m. first pitch from Minnesota. Notre Dame-Presbyterian at noon. Dartmouth-Virginia at noon. Bryant-Virginia Tech, 1 o'clock. Western Michigan, Louisville, 1 o'clock, also 1 o'clock for B.C. Fairfield, Pitt, Central Connecticut, Towson, Miami, and Texas Tech, Florida State. South Carolina and Clemson move to Clemson on Sunday, 2 o'clock, also 2 for Georgia Tech, Georgia, and Sacred Heart, Wake Forest, Duke, Iowa, Sunday at 3 and NC State, Minnesota. Sunday night to close down the weekend around the ACC. 7 o'clock in Minneapolis for that game. We do have a game Monday as well. It will probably be final by the time you listen to this broadcast on Monday. Broadcast, podcast, whatever you want to call it. I don't care. BC, North Carolina, a one o'clock from Greensboro on Monday. And there's your ACC baseball schedule for the weekend. Some games in there that are of note. Also, some games that you can stream if you're really wanting to just feel warm and shake off the cold and the wind, because I know it's very windy in a lot of ACC territory. You can stream some games and enjoy them. Quick look around the conference at some of the leaders. Now, granted, it's still early in the season. It's very early, so we don't have a lot of numbers yet. Michael Goldberg from Georgia Tech leading the league in hitting. He's hitting 593. 16 hits on the young season for the Georgia Tech left fielder. On base of 647, he's slugging 741. That's not the best OPS in the league. Of course, like I said, small sample size. Adrian Del Castillo of Miami, who's been a conference player of the week already this season. He has 14 hits. He's hitting 560 early on for Miami. You look at the conference strikeout leaders Four guys already over 20 strikeouts as pitchers. Reed Detmers of Louisville, 2 0 with an 082. He's fanned 23 in 11 innings. Sam Weatherly of Clemson, he's fanned 22. He's pitched 10 innings. He's 1 0 with an 090 ERA. Nick Sweeney of NC State, 2 0 with a 139, 22 Ks in 13 innings. And Jared Schuster of Wake Forest, he's 1 1 with a 6 ERA. Struck out 20 in 12 innings, but has also allowed 14 hits. There are some of your conference leaders as it stands right now. Again, very early in the season. I know before anybody calls me on it, tough to really start talking about statistical leaders at this point in the season. But there you have them for those of you who want them. Your standings as we sit right now in the Coastal. Duke atop the Coastal Division. They are 7-1. and one. They've won seven in a row. Pittsburgh and Georgia Tech have also recorded 7 and 1 records thus far. Both of those teams have won 5 in a row. North Carolina right on their heels 7 and 2, Virginia 6 and 3, Miami 5 and 3, Virginia Tech 4 and 3 rounding out the coastal in the Atlantic. NC State still atop the Atlantic Division. They are 9 and 0. Clemson right behind them 7 and 1, Florida State 6 and 1, Notre Dame 4 and 2, Louisville 6 and 3, BC 3 and 4, Wake Forest three and five there, your coastal and Atlantic division baseball standings. We'll go ahead and take the first break of the program. Come back, give you the rundown on softball. Don't forget that hashtag go segment still looms large. This is locked on ACC. Be right back. Welcome back to locked on ACC, February 28th, 2020. Segment two, talk some softball, shall we? Today, around the ACC in softball, Syracuse beats Rutgers 6-1 at the South Florida tournament in Tampa. Number 24, Baylor over number 8, Florida State 2-1. That over in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Texas A&M, Corpus Christi beat Syracuse today 7-3. NC State over Lehigh 12-2 in a six-inning run rule game. Illinois of Chicago beats Louisville 10-2 in a five-inning run rule game. Georgia Tech over Iowa State, 3-1. BC over Western Carolina, 3-1. Florida State bounce back and beat Kent State, 11-1. Number 21, Virginia Tech over Purdue, 4-0. Georgia Tech trailing Iowa State, 3-0, top five. Notre Dame and Duke just underway. Duke leads 1-0, bottom one. Later today... Number 21, Virginia Tech in North Florida. BC and number 15, Georgia. We'll talk about Georgia in just a minute. They fell to an ACC team earlier this week. Pitt and North Carolina at six. Louisville and number 11, Oklahoma State at six. And Virginia and Clemson at six. We mentioned that Georgia had fallen to an ACC team earlier in the week. That would be Clemson, who beat a top 15 Georgia team. First season ever for Clemson softball. They've already knocked off a top 15 opponent. Your standings right now Duke atop the ACC in softball. They are 14 and 2. They've won five in a row. Virginia Tech right there behind them. They are 13 and 3. They've won eight straight. NC State 12 and 5. Notre Dame 10 and 5. Virginia 8 and 5. And a lot of people looked at Virginia this year and thought, this is going to be a rough year for the Cavs. They're still kind of rebuilding their program a bit, but they've gotten off to a nice start 8 and 5 for the Who's. Florida State 8 and 5. Clemson 11 and 7. They've won three in a row. Georgia Tech 7-8, Syracuse 6-8, BC 6-8, Pitt 5-7, North Carolina 6-10. They've lost 5 in a row, have the heels. And Louisville 5-10, they've lost 3 in a row. Your softball schedule over the weekend, for those of you who may want to watch softball, if you're more in the mood for softball than baseball, we've got you covered there too. Tomorrow, starting at 10.30 in the morning down in Athens, BC and Eastern Illinois will start your day on the softball side, Florida State and Baylor, 11 over in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Syracuse and South Florida, 11-30. Louisville, Oregon, 1 o'clock. BC, Georgia, 1 o'clock. Also 1 o'clock for Virginia, Clemson, and Pitt, Carolina. Two conference matchups. Virginia Tech and Purdue, and Penn State and Georgia Tech at 1. 2 o'clock for Notre Dame, Duke, a and NC State at 3. Penn State, Georgia Tech at 3. for Louisville, Oklahoma State, and Virginia Tech, Jacksonville. JMU-NC State at 5.30 in Raleigh, Florida State, Arkansas, 5.45. And Syracuse will play tomorrow night at 10 in the South Florida Tournament. Sunday's action, Virginia Tech, Stony Brook, that a 10 o'clock first pitch in Jacksonville, BC, Eastern Illinois at 10.30, Florida State, Villanova, 11 a.m. Virginia Tech and Clemson at noon, Virginia and Clemson at noon. Pitt, North Carolina at noon. Ryder, Georgia Tech at 1 o'clock. Also, Louisville, Tulsa, and Notre Dame, Duke. a NC State at 3 o'clock. And Syracuse will play sometime on Sunday. We're not sure exactly when, but they'll play sometime on Sunday. They're your ACC softball scores and schedule. Also, a quick look at the basketball slate this weekend. Six games tomorrow, one Sunday. Tomorrow, starting at noon, Pitt-NC State over the ACC Network. 2 o'clock, a regional game. Number 6, Florida State at Clemson. 4 o'clock on ESPN. North Carolina at Syracuse. 6 for Notre Dame and Wake Forest. That a regional game. The Biggie tomorrow. number 7, Duke at Virginia. That an ESPN game. And 8 o'clock for Miami and Georgia Tech over the ACC Network tomorrow. Then the game on Sunday, 6 o'clock start on ACC Network, Virginia Tech at number 11, Louisville. We'll break down all of those games on Monday's program, but a lot of interesting basketball coming up this weekend around the ACC. Also in this segment, while we're talking ACC sports, I wanted to break down two quick things, both on the football side of the house. It was released earlier yesterday. Of course, you know that my being an FB schedules guy, I'd have to bring this up. The ACC Network will be airing nine spring games this year. Stacy McCollum, ESPN Vice President of Programming and Acquisitions, is quoted in the release saying, nine total spring games across the conference throughout the month of April is a tremendous accomplishment in ACCN's inaugural year. We're excited to showcase the conference champion, returning stars and new coaches and players exclusively on the ACC Network, closing the quote. The games mentioned thus far, Saturday, April 4th, if you missed football, if you're ready to get back into gridiron action, ACC Network kicks it off 10 a.m. on Saturday, April 4th for the Duke Spring Showcase, 12.30, the NC State Spring Game, Clemson at 2.30, they'll show the BC J. McGillis Memorial Spring Game on ACC Network at 6 o'clock via a tape delay and it'll air live at noon on ACC Network Extra. Friday, April 10th, for Georgia Tech spring game, 7.30 on the ACC Network. Saturday, April 11th, 5 o'clock, the Pitt Blue and Gold spring game. And then Saturday, April 18th, winds down the spring action on ACC Network. 3 o'clock, North Carolina. 5 o'clock, Florida State Garnet and Gold game. And 10 o'clock, delayed for Virginia Tech. They're your ACC Network Spring Games. So if you're finding yourself missing football and you just want to get back into guys hitting each other, mark that on your calendar. Also, it was released earlier today, the Athlon Sports ACC Football Roster Rankings for 2020. We'll go into this in probably a lot more detail down the road. But the release for today, starting at number 14, this is for the 2020 season, Boston College, then Wake Forest, eh. Syracuse, Virginia, eh. Duke at 10, Georgia Tech, Louisville, Pitt, NC State, Virginia Tech, the fifth best roster in the ACC going into next season, according to Athlon, then North Carolina, Miami, Florida State, and Clemson. Just a couple of observations here. I think Virginia is better than that. I think Duke's better than that. I definitely think Pitt's better than that. But again, we're just looking at overall roster construction. We're not necessarily being prognosticators. Still say Wake not only has the best kicker in the league, they have the best kicker in the nation. But nobody asked me. Sorry. Nick Skiba fans only on this podcast. Let's go ahead and take the final break of the program. Then it's hashtag GoACC time. Get ready. One more segment for the week on Locked on ACC. Get back here for it, won't you? Welcome back to Locked on ACC, February 28th, 2020. I am Brian Wilmer. I'm your tour guide through all this mess. Let's do some hashtag GoACC stuff, shall we? And we'll actually do one at the end of this that ends up going well. This doesn't always happen, but it goes well. So, stay tuned for that. I want to start with this one, because if you are a music dork like I am, you will appreciate this probably more than any hashtag GoACC story I may ever tell you. But, since this is within the, the ACC footprint, we'll run it. You'll see why we're running it in a minute. Dateline New York. Rocker Billy Idol is the face of an anti idling campaign launched Thursday in New York City. Okay, this is outstanding for a couple of reasons. I'm a big Billy Idol guy anyway, but Billy never idles. This is, I just, okay, before I even say anything further. Just appreciate the pun, the humor, however you want to label it. Billy never idols, so why should you, the 80s MTV star, growls in a public service announcement intended to shame New Yorkers into shutting the engine off? The platinum-haired British-American singer of White Wedding led a chant of shut it off, shut it off at a news conference announcing the campaign in front of City Hall. City officials said the $1 million hashtag Billy Never Idols campaign will include Billboard's TV and radio spots, and social media ads. New York City law prohibits idling longer than three minutes or one minute in front of a school. You want just a little sample of what's going into this? I'm a nice guy. I'll share. Hey, you. Billy Idol here to remind you, if you're not driving, shut your damn engine off. Billy never idles, so why should you? Shut it off. Learn more at billyneveridles.nyc. dot <laughs> there's actually a longer version of that where he says I mean bollocks are you trying to choke us all I'm not gonna get into the whole you know backstory of all this but just the humor in this is outstanding there's so many different directions I could take you know puns but I won't do that there's no room for driving with myself or any eyes without a face references right no not gonna do it Let's just enjoy the humor and move on, shall we? Dateline Winter Park, Florida. Hi, Florida State, Miami, etc., etc. A Florida woman who allegedly zipped her boyfriend in a suitcase and left him there to die was arrested Tuesday in his killing. Sarah Boone, 42, of Winter Park, faces a charge of second-degree murder. Second-degree murder? In the death Monday of Jorge Torres Jr., Boone said she was playing a game of hide-and-seek with Torres when she zipped him into a suitcase, thinking it would be funny, according to a report by the Orange County Sheriff's Office. Boone and Torres had allegedly been drinking, of course they had, and she said she went upstairs and passed out while Torres was still in the suitcase. Alright, just a, a quick detour here. I'm not the smallest guy in the world. I'm five ish and I can't imagine being zipped into a suitcase. I'm going to need somebody to give me a little bit better mental image of somebody being zipped into a suitcase because with my own build, I can't fathom it. So if you know how the logistics of this might work, at LockedOnACC, LockedOnACC at gmail.com. Waking up to her cell phone ringing multiple times, Boone said she realized Torres was still in the suitcase where she found him unresponsive, according to the report. She called 911, and emergency responders who came to the home confirmed that Torres had unfortunately passed. The sheriff's office said Boone's statements have been inconsistent and that on cell phone footage, Torres can be heard screaming for help in the suitcase while Boone chides him. Torres yells out Boone's name, asking for help, to which she replies, quote, For everything you've done to me, F you, closed quote, apparently laughing, according to the police report. Quote, I can't effing breathe seriously, Torres shouts from the suitcase, according to the report. Boone responds, quote, yeah, that's what you do when you choke me, Boone said, adding, oh, that's what I feel like when you cheat on me, closed quote, according to the sheriff's report. The footage also shows Boone telling a pleading Torres to, quote, shut the F up and shows the suitcase moving as Torres apparently tries to escape from it. Again, I don't want to joke too much because there is a person who's no longer with us in this whole fiasco. But again, for those of you who might have any kind of an idea on the logistics of it, please fill me in on how someone might fit into a suitcase. Because again, being someone who's fairly tall, I can't even make a mental picture of it. So again, at LockedOnACC, LockedOnACC at gmail.com. Moving on. Dateline, New Smyrna Beach, Florida. A man who felt as if he was being ignored set his hospital bed on fire while another patient was in the room in an attempt to get a nurse's attention, according to the New Smyrna Beach Police Department. According to authorities, John King admitted to setting a plastic bag on fire on Saturday because he felt the Advent Health New Smyrna Beach staff were ignoring his request to bring him his clothes, and he believed that setting a fire would get their attention. Yeah, I guess it will. (laughs) If you're looking for something to snap a nurse out of it, that'll, that'll work. King's roommate in the hospital explained to officials that he'd seen King light a small object on fire but convinced him to put out the flame record show. However, when he returned to his bed behind a curtain, he saw King relight the fire and the roommate then used the emergency button to notify staff, according to the report. (laughs) Quote, The expletive in here lit his bed on fire. I can't breathe. The smoke is in the room, Close quote. The roommate told the nurses, according to records. The expletive in here lit his bed on fire. I'm going to guess nobody ever thought they would find themselves saying that. A nurse who heard the roommate yell entered the room after seeing the flames and shouted, fire, there's a fire, and ran to the nurse's station to dial 911, according to authorities. A different nurse entered the room after hearing the yelling and put out the flames with a fire extinguisher when she noticed King making his way to the elevator in an attempt to escape, according to the affidavit. Staff stopped him and were able to secure him until fire officials arrived, police said. King gave authorities the silver and red BIC lighter he used to start the fire record show. Why do you have a lighter in a hospital? Come on, people. I'm not a healthcare professional, but why do you have a lighter in a hospital? He was arrested on a felony charge of arson, according to the report. According to the hospital's administrator, the bed was damaged beyond repair, and a new one has to be ordered to replace it, which costs $4,000. King was originally admitted to the hospital for respiratory failure, because of course he was, and admitted he had no intention of harming himself or anyone else. Record show. Wow. Again, my question from that, how do you get a lighter into a hospital? Moving on. Dateline Collier County, Florida. Notice a theme today. A Naples man was arrested for pointing a gun and knife at a woman he met on a sugar daddy website. I want details on how one would fit into a suitcase. I want no details on sugar daddy websites. So don't even try it. Joshua Lewin, 71, held a gun and knife at the woman while demanding she give him his money back after not, quote, providing services, quote, according to Collier County deputies. Deputies received a 911 call on Mockingbird Drive near Golden Gate Estates about a possible disturbance involving a gun or knife. Deputies searched the area and couldn't find anything. Later, they were called into NCH East after a woman said she was involved in a disturbance with a gun and knife. The victim had cuts on her eyebrow, which were bleeding and swollen when deputies arrived. Collier County deputies said they also smelled alcohol on the victim. The woman told deputies she came to Naples from Miami to meet up with an elderly man named Josh that she met on a sugar daddy website. Collier County deputies said she had a friend drop her off at a home on Mockingbird Drive. She said she was having trouble paying her rent, so the man agreed to help and handed her $400, according to Collier County deputies. The two sat in the kitchen and ate, and that's when she said the man got angry. I won't go into any further details here, but we'll skip along a bit. Lewin told deputies he knew what the victim told them and told them, quote, I was robbed, but going to wash my hands of this and didn't want to call you guys, close quote. He said he met the victim on NaplesEscort.com and invited her over, quote, for a release, according to Collier County deputies. The two agreed on a price for services, but when the victim became bossy and did not perform the services they agreed to, Lewin picked up his handgun and demanded the money back. Lewin was arrested for aggravated assault with a deadly weapon without intent to kill and battery touch or striking another against their will. Again, I don't want to hear anything about any of these websites ever. Just don't. But if you're 71 years old, maybe stick to ourtime.com or something eHarmony, just block that website from your computer. Just, that's the safest thing to do. And then finally, we mentioned we would close with one that ended well. And I think we probably need one after that. Dateline Danville, Virginia. An officer with the Danville Sheriff's Office will be presented with a commendation for life-saving actions he performed this month. According to the sheriff's office, on February 4th, a jury trial was scheduled in Danville Circuit Court. Three jurors did not appear as scheduled. Typically, jurors will report for duty between 8.30 and 9 a.m. Now, why I'm reading this? Everybody knows about jury duty. It's never one of your most preferred things to do. So you might find a way to get out of it if you can. This is a little bit different. They say contact was made with two of the three and attempts were made to contact the third juror by phone, but she could not be reached. At approximately 11.50 a.m., Corporal Sam Hamlet went to Riverview Street to check on the juror who could not be reached by phone. Sheriff Mike Mondal said Hamlet showed initiative and genuine concern by going to the residence of the juror to find out why she was absent. When he knocked on the door, Hamlet heard what sounded like someone calling for help and announced that he was with the sheriff's office. Sensing an urgent scenario, he went into the home and found the woman lying on the floor of the bedroom. She told Hamlet that she'd fallen around 7.30 that morning while getting ready for jury duty and could not get back up. She also told him that she was experiencing numbness on her left side. Hamlet immediately radioed for help. When they arrived, the EMS learned she had a high blood pressure reading and a rapid heart rate, and they later found out that she'd suffered a stroke. "...the keen instincts and subsequent actions from Corporal Hamlet likely saved this citizen's life and without a doubt prevented her from suffering further debilitating effects that strokes are known to cause." I appreciate the swiftness of his decision-making and his commendable actions on this occasion, said Sheriff Mondel. Hamlet presented today with a commendation for his actions. I know we kind of take things a little bit light in these segments, and I know we kind of laugh at things and just marvel at others, but in this case, we marvel for a different reason. We love and honor first responders on this program. I, I do in my non- podcast life as well. So to Corporal Sam Hamlet, thank you, sir, for everything that you do on a daily basis. We appreciate your service here on Locked on ACC. That's a good way to wind down the week. So let's go ahead and do it. This has been Locked on ACC. Week in the books. First month in the books. Again, let us know what you think. At Locked on ACC, Locked on ACC at gmail.com. Have a safe weekend, everyone. See you back here Monday. Break down the weekend's basketball action. Love you. Mean it. (laughs)